Hey everybody, this is Jeremy from the My Franchise Football Podcast, and as I told you guys before, I am doing the Scott Fish Bowl this year, and part of the Scott Fish Bowl is charity. So my charity this year is going to be a Mother's Love Initiative. That is a Mother's Love I N I T I A T I V E dot org, and there are two ways that you can donate. The first way is just go right to their website and press donate, or you can pledge to me, and what I'm doing is $1 for every victory I have in the league. Anyone who wants to make that pledge, just hit me up on Facebook or on Twitter, and I will add you to the list, and then we will report out what the winnings will be at the end of the year. That's motherlovesinitiative.org, and that's for the Scott Fish Bowl 2022 season. <laughs> Everybody, uh, welcome back to another episode of Pot on You Loons. This is Justin. Pot on You Loons. This is Sam. Pot on You Loons. This is James. I'm back. EPL's back. And Sam, I got a question for you right off the bat. Yeah. How does it feel? Go for it. To support the worst team out of the three of us in the EPL so far this season. Because <laughs> Chelsea, are, Chelsea are worse than Arsenal and Leeds. That that'll change next week when, I mean, when Leeds and, and Chelsea play. I, I feel like Chelsea'll Chelsea will probably win that one, right? <laughs> I'm not going to overreact. I mean, Chelsea very unlucky. I, I'll go into it if you want. I don't think anyone every anyone that follows soccer knows what happened between Chelsea and Tottenham. And uh, unless you're a delusional Spurs fan, you you understand what happened to Chelsea. You understand that they should have gotten three points there, but okay. What are you guys reacting about? Where, oh, there's just really close. It was really, it was, there's almost a goal in the, the doubloons game. We're both, we're both not listening to your story and we're just watching soccer. No, I, soccer I, game. well, that's good. Cause it wasn't a good I, story. I also <laughs> know a couple of delusional Spurs fans, uh, so who definitely thought they were entitled to a point and it was karma coming back to help them quote. So <laughs> yeah, I, I know, okay. I know some delusional yeah. fans. <laughs> That call was that call was terrible. Like he Troy Paul, he got Troy Polamalu. Like the guy, like did. yanked oh, yeah. him down, and like it, it wasn't like accidental. Like he clearly was was planning on doing that. Right? Yeah, I sent you guys. And they I looked, yeah, they, the video, they right? looked at it. They watched it. Like they they reviewed it, Ridiculous. and then they were that's, just like, nah. That's the part that makes me furious. If they would have flat out just missed it, I don't think I would be very upset because. Yeah, that happened, yeah, right? Refs you are human. Things. Refs are human. But like you you watch the video replay. Like, what's the point in even having it? I, I think that's the biggest thing is what's the point in even having it? It's not like that was subjective in any way, shape, or form. He literally did it. Everyone knows he literally did. Just what's the point? I don't know. Yeah, that was that and, was wild. And, and and at this point, at this point, right, if they come out and like fine him, like that's that would be BS too, right? Like, like if if it was wrong now, it was wrong then. Have they, Sam? Have they said anything? Are there is there any action so, for it? So, because both the referee, the official, and the VAR official, because they both declined to take any action on the field, there was no need to go back and review it. And pulling of hair is not like. I forget the EPL like legal term, but it's not in their rule book as something where the league would take action. Like on. a like an excessive use of violence or something. Like, y- yeah, like the headbutt yeah. so, that Nunes just did literally like two hours the, ago. The softest, the softest headbutt that got him a red card and a three game ba- like ban. Yeah. Right? For just like for just touching, but the dude this dude literally yanked and it was you know, I, I I guess I watched it a couple times and I you know, maybe at first I was like, okay, like maybe they think that he was he was selling it, right? Because that could happen too, right? Like, you get you get your a touch of like your hair pulled on a little bit, and you you just crumple. But no, like he got yanked to the ground. 
Yeah. It reminds me of <laughs> that. It reminds me of like who was uh, was it Tim Melia with the like suplex that happened? Was that earlier this season? <laughs> oh man, uh, that was last, last season, season or maybe even two seasons ago at this point. But yeah, it might have been. Yeah, last Tim season. Tim Melia went went like full WWE. I think on a Seattle guy, right? I think so. Yeah. Was it? Because Cam was especially mad about it. I forget if it was against a Seattle guy or if it was against a team that Cam wanted to. It it somehow impacted Seattle. Yeah, but I yeah I that it gave me those vibes, <laughs> just like the WWE into the goal net. But man, I think the craziest matchup for the for the coming week is that twelfth place Liverpool are playing twentieth place Man United. That's just. Like, that's a mind-blowing Yeah, right there. I mean, two games in the season. Before we are off the, the Chelsea game, though, I, I just want to say, because I, I don't want to give off the impression I am just complaining, right? I, I, I know what is right. I know what is wrong. Chelsea should have gotten three points from that game. Tottenham deserved none. But, man, like, that is why the EPL is like the greatest league in the world, is talk about the emotion, talk about the excitement. Everyone was talking about it, even on this side of the pond. Everyone was talking about it. That is what the EPL brings you. That is the excitement that the EPL brings you. And even though my own team got screwed, at the same time, right, like this is the awesomeness of the English Premier League. That entire game and the emotion in that entire game and the fact that both coaches got red cards, that's amazing. Only the EPL can deliver that. And your coach, that was quite the handshake, huh? Just wouldn't let go. It was like, I love all the memes I saw afterwards of just like the face, Conti's face afterwards too. And just like, so great. just, oh, so good. When do they play each other again? I imagine that will be. Gotta be like spring sometime. But, you know, sure I did like the- his, you, you know, yeah, like, I, I don't condone that kind of stuff. Like, I, I mean, you got to act more mature than that. You can't let your emotions get the best of you, all that. I did appreciate Tuchel's comments at the end, though, when he was like, yeah, I have no hard feelings towards Conte. Right? Like, there's only 20 Premier League coaches in the world. They kind of understand the emotion that gets tied up with it. And Tuchel's like, yeah, I, I get it. He acted like a jerk. I acted like a jerk. We were both being jerks. No hard feelings. Like did he, did my he opinion talk, of him doesn't change. Did he talk about when he he sprinted at him after Chelsea scored that oh, goal? Man. Like that was another thing I saw a lot. That I, I guess I didn't watch the whole game, right? So I just got the aftermath, and it it seemed like there was just a lot of spicy stuff on both sides. It was well, they they both did it to each right. other. Yeah. Oh, they they like they celebrated at each other. <laughs> yeah. When when Spurs had the first equalizer and it became one, one Conte kind of got into Tuchel's face. And then when Chelsea went up two one, Tuchel got into Conte's face. Uh, there was, there was also like some social media banter as well, where Conte like posted on his Instagram story, something about like, oh, I'm glad you didn't trip or something when Tuchel was like running at him as well. <laughs> so yeah, there was, uh, there was some, but it's just Tuchel's thing, yeah. right? He like, yeah. And just like, just the double fists, like, that's kind of his uh, his go to celebration. So, you know, just get a look. There's nothing wrong with getting excited, right? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's just. I mean, they're not sometimes. There's always emotions in sports, right? Like that's just the way it is. Yeah, that was uh, that was some quality. There's some quality bands. And I mean, I tell you what, Jeremy and I are loving life because Arsenal look real good right now. Gabriel Jesus is like <laughs> inspired. Statue? Is it statue time? Oh man, it. Oh, if it keeps going this way, what, the one thing, the one thing he, what was his stat line? The one, uh, he got a massive amount of fantasy points. That's, that's one thing. It's I like think. two, two goals, two assists. I no? think so. Yeah. Wait, let me check. I, I have it. Which here. is super. He had, uh, yeah, two goals, two assists. Like, wow. He was actually like crazy good. And he was saying like, one of the things he said in the press conference was basically a dig at Pep Guardiola was like. Now I can play how I want to play. I don't have to like conform to a strategy that Ooh. that doesn't allow me to he do what I me want. Back. The greatest manager in soccer was holding me back. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically right. that's basically what he said, right? And now he has what two goals, two assists, and preseason was like tearing it up as well. Scored a hat trick, right? So yeah, yeah. 
Well, good for him. Good for you guys. Yeah. Happy, happy to have, you know, your teams aren't in shambles yet. You know, you yeah. know the, the, I know Arsenal, it probably will happen at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll I, I did see a lot, like there was a lot of stuff on social media about the Invincibles. Is it like a big anniversary of that? Or is, you know, they just every season talk about them? Because they, I just saw a bunch of I mean, stuff talking about the Invincibles. I mean, that's all they ever talk about. They're like the 85 <laughs> Bears. Rude. <laughs> this is the one thing we got. We got, yeah. we got the, I mean, which is still impressive, right? Like, super impressive. Yeah. I mean, for us, it was like 2000, the 2003 4 season was invincible. So, so that anniversary is coming up. Yeah. 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 I think that'll be next season is the anniversary of our, uh, our invincibles 20 years. So, Oh my can't gosh! Wait, 20, can't wait for that. Wait for those twenty years. years since that year. Yeah. Oh my god, we're getting to the point, Sam, where years that like I vividly remember the whole time. Like it's not even just being like a baby or whatever, right? Or being young. <laughs> like, uh, like, oh my god, twenty years since. Oh my gosh. Yep. All I right. mean, so, do yourself a favor and never look at one of those like reels or TikTok videos or YouTube videos that says. This song was pop. This song is turning 20 years uh, old, and it's just a compilation. It's <laughs> just hurtful letters. Oh, I. It's just a compilation of songs that you're like, oh, those are pretty oh, new, aren't did they? That, did that come out last week? Does that was that on TRL? Did I did I see yeah. that? Did I see that in the top 10 on TRL? I mean, oh. Nelly is still cool, right? Hot and her. <laughs> I hope the kids still like that song. Um, yeah, I I saw a reel that was. You know, it was like, oh, acting like millennials listening to songs. And these guys knew none of these songs, and I knew all of them. I was like, I sent it to you guys. <laughs> Justin as well, shaking his head. It was like, these guys are fake millennials. because They're fake, totally fakers. Like, come on. You don't know, you don't know Gold Digger? One of the- you don't know Gold Digger? Get out of here. You know Gold Digger. You're like, just... That's- well, James, okay, hold on. Oh, here we go. You brought it here up. James doesn't Sam. know who Michelle Branch is. Sam, there are people listening to this podcast right now that don't know who Michelle Branch is. Yeah. In fact, you are a grandpa. Back me up. Back You're a Twitter, grandpa. When we when we post this on Twitter, hit us what? up Wait, if you can... don't know who Michelle Branch is. <laughs> we should do a poll. You know? I mean, I'll put I'm gonna put out a poll right after we're done with this. <laughs> how how do you not know who Michelle Branch is? I mean, I okay, hold on. I get it if you like you're only a few years younger than me, James. Correct. Like, so you would have been in high school when she was like at her height in popularity. How do you not know who she is? I, I, I guess she just never made it to Australia. Like, I know the Santana song that she's in, but like, I don't know any of her solo stuff. You, Sam, these are songs that you listen to on like Cities '97, right? Like, or like today. Just, <laughs> like these aren't these weren't like pop hits. Like these weren't like I mean they were big they you and I thought they were a big deal but it wasn't like massive right like she was you know is a singer songwriter contemporary uh, like alternative you know I, not everybody knew Michelle Branch it just that's just what it is man okay let okay let's settle this by looking at her Billboard charts <laughs> yeah oh yeah if she we're not supposed if, to Google things on the show if, if Sam she's like, it takes if up she, too much if time she's like number one in Australia at some point. It's it's gonna be real weird. <laughs> uh, can I just you, say that I, I want to interject something real quick though, Sam? Like, you think you're hip with it, but I'm not. the other day, the other day you told yeah. me that that you that that what was it? There you you got uh, 1975. I can't remember what the song was on her chocolate, and you were like, you know, this is one of the newer bands that I like, and it's like that song is from 2013, Sam. That is not year old song is newer. Oh boy! Oh boy! All right, what'd you get? What, what were your findings? I I haven't found it yet. Hold on, you guys still talk. I'm gonna look up where <laughs> she. I'm gonna look up right. The so the the reason we can talk about how we even got into this discussion, the reason for this is because Sam mentioned Michelle Branch, and I had no idea who she was, so I just mentioned her name, and Carmen was like, "Oh." She got arrested today. <laughs> which, which she only had one top ten song in the United States, which only, which is still pretty great. But she never had a number one hit. She had a number twelve. She had all you wanted was her her highest charting song at number six. 
And I would I would have thought Everywhere was her bigger song. All You Wanted was my favorite. Her her biggest song is the one that James knows. The Game of Love was number five. Yep. Uh, I'm also looking, and it looks like it it charted elsewhere. Though Everywhere was number 19 in in Australia, but maybe James didn't what, pick yeah. anything out what of the top 10. 2001. 2001. Okay, yeah, okay. So I was like basically leaving England going to i was like nine (laughs) she kind of she was i in in australia missed that boat uk she was 18 so she was a top 20 for her first song but that's it like you maybe heard her on the radio but it wasn't enough to register i'm with you james i don't think it's that big of a deal okay but the the key Uh, point was she got arrested that was that was the whole reason we got even into this discussion in the first place and i i like you know, I just said I don't like violence, but all she did was she slapped her husband when her husband cheated on her. Yeah, he cheated on her with in like what did she say in her tweet? Like uh, when I was home with our six month old child, right? Yeah. So I think that that might be grounds for a slap. Yes, I I agree. <laughs> I'm Team Michelle. Like, man, no, like Michelle Branch, those songs. Just think about just girl next door. Playing guitar, singing her heart out. Oh, like, I crushed real hard. Crushed real oh, hard yeah. on Michelle Branch. <laughs> oh yeah, and you like listen back. I I don't want to call it like ninety seconds of fame because she was around. She was pretty big for a few years. She had a couple of big albums, a handful of big hits, and then I I think she decided to settle down with the guy from the Black Keys that cheated on her, and <laughs> kind of wanted to leave like the public eye and just be you know with her family. But those songs. Those were like Taylor Swift-esque, just like good, fun, wholesome mm-hmm. songs. You don't cheat on Michelle Branch. She cheats on you. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? Maybe this is what she needs, Sam, to get back on the charts, to make James pay attention to her. Yeah. She's going to come out with just some some great breakup music. It's going to make everybody get in the feels. You know, maybe this is it's just the beginning. Just the beginning. It started with the slap. That could be the album title. There you go. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm Team Michelle. I don't think anyone is Team the guy, though. Like, (laughs) if you are, something's wrong with you. You know what? If you are, just hit unsubscribe right now. (laughs) Don't give us any stars. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? Oh, we have a win to talk about. Hold on. Before the win, we have an MLS all-star on our team who not one week ago, you guys were considering giving a rest to. I mean, not, not to say he was like, it was just like, maybe you just need a day off. You just need to like, you know, just get a little Zen with it. Take a break. Maybe just don't even think about soccer for a little bit. When you got the, Sam was talking about kind of had the yips. The he- kind of was he- I yeah. mean, kind of doing some questionable things. The heebie-jeebies. Just, th- you know, taking the ball. Like, you know, the ball goes into your hands and just throwing it at Yassi Zardes. Just being like, here you go, Yassi, twice. That's kind of questionable, right? Yeah, he, he did admit, right? Like, I think pregame or postgame, he was talking about it after Nashville. He was like, that was on me. <laughs> like, I real messed up real bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not perfect no. oh man but he's like oh no he's like my defenders like his de- like the defense were like we trust you man we've got your back and he was like okay i feel much better now and then pulled off what seven saves and like mls all-star and crushed it yeah mvp and yeah just tore it up player play, team of the week he was team of the week this team week, of the week as well as goal goalkeeper along with being as we'll talk about right being the the all-star game uh, MVP. He only played for like 30 minutes though, but it was really good 30 minutes. Yeah, didn't let a goal in, right? So Go Dane. Yeah. Go Dane. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the All-Star game, I'll be honest. I don't necessarily know why. It looked like people had a lot of fun, even with the, like the festivities prior to the All-Star game on Monday and Tuesday. It looked like people had a lot of Goalie fun. Goalie Wars. Goalie, Goalie Wars Goalie looked Wars. like a ton Goalie of fun. Wars. Oh yeah, that was some great videos on Twitter. Uh, it looked real good. Yeah. And we uh, we had a winner too. Man, we, we were just crushing. We were just crushing this week. Yeah, I didn't even know Dubloon's players got to be in Goalie yeah, Wars. Yeah, so, so Goalie Wars was only MLS Next Pro goalkeepers. 
They didn't actually put any. Oh, they didn't put okay. any MLS goalkeepers in there. So this was like the the MLS Next Pro chance to chance to shine. So yeah, for the confused guy driving his car, totally unaware of what we're talking about, can someone explain what goalie wars was? Because I I watched the video that TK played or that that TK took and posted on Twitter, but I I. Feel like James, I feel like you can explain it better than me. Yeah, so from what I from what I understood and what I remember from watching the videos, like the old videos as well, when I was like, what on earth is this when we talked about it? The goalie wars is basically there's a set time limit and each goalie has to score on the other goalie using typical goalie techniques. So you have uh the kick from the ground, you can throw it in. If you can, like if you can throw it hard enough without it getting saved, I think you can also kick it out of your hand like goalies can do. So there's like three different yeah. ways that you can you can kind of try and score. And then, yeah, it usually goes back and forward from what I saw. And yeah, whoever scores the, the most goals wins. But it's this really fast paced. You're constantly, you're throwing the balls back into each other. You're kicking them. You're trying to, you're trying to get into corners and goalies are just constantly having to pour, perform athletic saves. And uh, yeah, it looks, uh, it looks really good. And uh, yeah, it was uh, four goalkeepers. So they played two semis and then a final. And uh, yeah, Alex Smear of, uh, of the doubloons won uh, one goalie, goalie wars. Goalie wars. I just thought it was cool because you know, there there are times when on this side of the pond, we try to be too much like the other side of the pond. But when we just sort of embrace our, our Yankee-ness, I think some pretty cool things happen. And Goalie Wars, I, th- I think, is a pretty cool thing. I agree. I really thought it was awesome when I saw videos. And I think... And I think that because they released this video, I think it was the MLS put out a video about Goalie Wars or, or something. It got so much traction that the MLS is like, MLS Goalie Wars is back, baby. <laughs> MLS is back with Goalie Wars. And I think people loved it. And I think it'll be a staple. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it just looked really fun, especially in the old videos of the the kind of 2000s where it was a little, little looser as an MLS. So, yeah. I think it's awesome, and I, I want to see it every year. It just looks cool. Yeah, I bummed I missed it. I, I should have I should have gone out, because who knows when the next time the All-Star Game will be at Allianz, though. Hopefully we represented and gave the MLS some reason to come back. Great weather. Great weather the whole time people were here, yeah. so nothing like Minnesota in the summertime. Hey, I mean, look, you got MLS All-Star in the summer, you get USA in the winter, <laughs> USMNT yep. in the winter, you know, you're getting both halves. And this is actually, I think, really great as well, right? Because part of the reason that you, that, you know, Allianz was built was as a, as a football or so- so- soccer-specific stadium, and SSS, as I learned this week, a soccer-specific stadium, thanks Twitter for helping me with that. You part of the deal with the MLS, right, is that you get more of these events and you kind of get first in line to do stuff like this. So I think it's cool that we're we're able to cash in on this kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree because I I would love to, and my wife and I have been talking. Like, if the kids, if this is something the kids are into, we could see eventually like going to maybe one away game a year, whether it's an away loons game or in a way Aurora game or one of the national teams, like we, we could see like scheduling one vacation a year around going, going to a another city, seeing that city, watching some soccer while we're there. But right now I'm not going anywhere. Like even Kansas city, that should be easy, but no way. Housebound. So, housebound. Yeah. But on, and then, Oh, sorry. Go I was ahead, about Dan. to say on the topic of MLS, uh, all stars, we, we beat Liga MX, 2-1 in the big the big showdown on Wednesday. And like we alluded to, DSC in his half an hour of fame won, uh, won the MVP, which was pretty sick. Yeah. Well done, Dane. Yeah. Great job, Dane. Especially when you come off what was kind of a real rubbish performance, to be honest. Uh, and then to turn it around. What did you say you got, Justin? Like a 2.8 or a 2.6 or something out of 10? <laughs> something terrible. 
Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, his his game score was not great. Two point, yeah, two point nine, I think. Yeah, just horrible. Just a just a one that you just want to flush, right? And uh, he he was able to flush it, able to have a good, you know, midweek showing at the All Star game, got some publicity, right? You know, got got to kind of show out a little bit, and then came out and did it again for for the the loons in Nashville. So good for Dan, man, man, so good for him. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I, I just thought it would be cool to bring up. So, one of you sent this out in our WhatsApp, but according to MLS Buzz, which is a fun Twitter account to follow, I'm just going to read the tweet. At just under 250 million, MLS spent the eighth most amount of money of any league in the world since last summer. The league was 26th in this stat in 2014 15. MLS is the only non-European league in the top ten. MLS is growing. It's growing. Yeah, and people are interested. It's exciting. In it. It's exciting. People want to come play here. There's owners are willing to pay money to these people because it's profitable. And one of the things that also came out of this article, which I thought was really interesting as well, is that the MLS is very much trying to be a buy and sell league, right? Because if you look somewhere like the Netherlands. It is very much a sell league. Not many big name players come to play in the Netherlands, but they sell a lot of people to like Barcelona or Madrid or Europe or whatever it is. Like the Netherlands exports a lot of talent at the end of every year, but doesn't bring a lot in. Whereas somewhere like China was the exact opposite. Bought everyone in for massive amounts of money and like never sold anyone. Right, so the MLS is like is trying not to be those two, trying to be like a normal, just a normal league that buys and sells. So it, it's very cool that you know they are kind of where they are in the top ten, and yeah, that's uh, that's really good for growth. And I think it's come a long way, but yeah, there's definitely a plan to not be like the Netherlands or China, which is good. And just nice stadiums, growing fan bases. People care about it. It's a good league. I mean, think about that. We spent the eighth most money in the entire world. Wouldn't Scotland love to be number eight? Like, think about how hardcore Scottish football fans are. They're not number eight. And we talk about, oh, the MLS, man. Why would you watch the MLS? I'm going to watch the EPL. And, And I love the EPL, but you can love both. You can really appreciate the MLS for what it is. One thing we should definitely get rid of are those championship rings, though. That thing that. What are you talking about? What did did you, oh did you guys not see this? Like new uh, NYCFC have made like a championship ring, like the Super Bowl style rings. Mm. That's just that's what we do. It's, oh, it's so ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what are you gonna do? You, I mean, you're gonna point in a cabinet and say, "Look at the trophy I won," right? Or you could be like, "Check this out." Or you can, yeah. or you can Rings hang you your got. really tiny banner in a stadium that, that you don't. Well, that was you dumb. That you don't own. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> were, were the were the rings bigger than the banner? But probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no like I. I mean, right? Like this comes up every now and then. Like we have our own culture, similar to goalie wars. Like championship rings are part of our culture and. I don't care if the rest of the world doesn't do it. We do it. Does anyone else actually have a championship ring? Or are they the first ones to, to make it? Because I, did, I didn't think this was a thing. I'd never seen it. I assume they all have it. I assume they all do it. Okay. Yeah. I was just, I saw it on Twitter. And I was like, oh, no, not this. <laughs> like, this is the one thing. Uh, can't we just keep it to the other American sports? I, I much prefer it over there. But we'll see. It's what we do. It's what we do. You guys should copy it. I might pass, but you know what else we do? We have Minnesota Aurora being awesome. That's what we do. Because guess which team got USLW goal of the year? This one. Yeah, we we had coach of the year. We had player of the year and goal of the year. No, we did not have player of the year. So this is what you guys are talking about. This was... uh, Lane Dog didn't win? No, so the way that that worked is that the the fans voted her as the winner, but that was only one third of the total vote. Ah, uh, yeah. So Amy Andrews, like the the British the British girl who plays the for girl, uh, the one that the one that shut, shut, shut down? down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she won Player of the Year. <laughs> what? Yeah, 
That does it. Because I'm also not sure it counts playoffs. I don't know. But yeah, so uh, Amy Andrews was uh, was player of the year. So we didn't win that one. But Addie Simmons won goal of the year with that absolute stunner in the final. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. And right now is voting for a save of the year. And Sarah Fuller's in that. So go vote uh, Sarah Fuller's uh, penalty save against Indy 11. And then, Justin, your alma mater has an Aurora connection. Yeah, Mariah wins, scoring goals for the Tommies. Uh, I'm going to have to go watch some games. I think they play, I think they're going to play the Gophers a couple times. They did an exhibition game, but I, I assume they'll be regular season games. I don't know who is from the Gophers, but there are, there were Gophers on the Aurora as well. So I'll have to yeah. make sure I go out and watch, go watch Aurora play some college soccer this fall. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. There you go. Hey, let me know when you go on on the off chance that I'll be able to join you. Yeah, sounds good. We'll see. I could I could possibly do that. And then yeah, forward Madison, the Mingos, one one draw against Chattanooga Red Wolves. Minnesota United two, the Dubloons. They are at Tacoma Defiance as we tape. Right, right now it's around seven forty on Monday night. I don't know. Do we got a score update, guys? Uh, it is nil all after 34 minutes. Okay. But we have a dangerous looking free kick. Also, the Mingo's game, by the way, uh, Mingo scored in like the 97th minute or yeah. something to draw. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was that yep. was pretty wild as well. That was a wild finish. So, yeah, one one all draws not necessarily boring as you uh, <laughs> or two all draws in Sam's case. <laughs> No, I, I think I just kind of came to terms with the fact that I'm not going to make it to Madison on a day when the mangoes are in town. Like Likely. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it's at 0%, but chances are I'm going to have to wait until next season to go to a Mingo's game, which makes me a little sad. But I think I'm going to go to a Badger football game this year at least, so we'll be able to get my Madison sports fix in. But There you go. A Mingo's game would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. But hey, we almost went when I was here, but that would have been a loss, obviously, because you're the only person who still rides yeah, that yeah. train. <laughs> I'm not, though. <laughs> I'm not, though. I, I no, guarantee you, someone someone during that Michelle Branch conversation heard you not know who Michelle Branch was and was like, okay, that's it. Final straw. James out. We'll see. And they're doing that thing again where they're laughing, but they need it. <laughs> I just more was just going like, I wasn't actually laughing. Oh, okay. (laughs) The fake laugh. There was a laugh, though, for you. But no, we have a game to talk about. We have a win. Yeah. We have a record-breaking win away win of the season. And the first game against Nashville that has not been a draw. Oh. Oh, nice. That's a factoid. Yeah, three. I mean, it's only it's there's okay. only three games, so it's still a budding rivalry. But yeah, with two draws, so this is the first win for either team. Yeah, that's uh, that's All super right. exciting. Yeah, we beat Nashville two one. They are seventh place in the West. They are now winless in their last six. We had DSC in goal, Lawrence Debus. Sorry, we had MLS All Star MVP DSC in goal. We're just going to flog that one for the next, like, year. Uh, Lawrence, Debussy, Boxy, and Benitez across the back. Ariaga and Lod in the midfield. Fragapane, Reynoso, and Hlongwane. And Amaria at striker. Two subs. Rosales for Franco at 73rd. And then Jonathan Gonzalez for Reynoso in the 84th minute. Yeah. Now, I've I've seen online some people calling him Jogo. Are, are we allowed to call him Jogo? I thought I thought that was just the same original when you were you were texting that to us. Uh, I'll wait till I see him embrace that before I. I don't. I don't. The same I don't way we like, waited until Bongi embraced Bongi before calling him it. Or what did we call? We what did we call Ray forever? Uh, Bebello, and he was like, "Quit calling me Bebello." But that what we didn't come up with Bebello. We didn't come up with Bongi either, but. We definitely ran with it. Um, Canadian Greg, that that was original to this <laughs> podcast. Big Fred. I don't know if we can claim Big Fred. I'm sure he's been called that a long time. That's true. He's pretty big and his name is Fred. So yeah. high probability on that one. Canadian Greg was all us. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I love Jogo. I would say like John Go. If I was going to try to do a, a Go. But that but doesn't I probably rhyme. Just 
Yeah, but his name is Jonathan, not Joseph. You can't say Joe go. Joe means implies Joe. But it rhymes. Okay. You keep going with it, Sam. You make fetch happen. I, I've made fetch happen so many times. <laughs> oh, let me explain that to you, James. In the early 2000s, there was this movie <laughs> called Mean Girls. Yeah, that's so fetch. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that line is from Mean Girls. You can't sit here. You can't sit with us. Yeah. Because if you didn't know who Michelle Branch was, you probably don't know what Mean Girls is. I've seen Mean Girls at least twice. So, sorry, man. It's just Michelle Branch. Whatever. Anyway, the stats. All right, stat guy. XG Justin, go for it. Great nickname. Uh, So the possession did not go our favor. Uh, We had 37% to Nashville 63 Definitely tell that by watching the game. And by the shot totals, uh, we were 4 for 10. Four shots on goal out of 10 total shots. Nashville was 8 for 21. I think the game they mentioned, whoever was commentating mentioned that we give up the most shots <laughs> in the MLS a game. I mean, okay. not surprised. I, I guess does doesn't surprise. Uh, we got a great goalie, great got good good, good defense, right? So you're okay with that? XG, another time where we actually lost the XG battle and but won the game. Uh, we had 0.99 XG to Nashville's 1.54. I could see this being, and I, I de- it definitely was a very frustrating game for Nashville fans. I know that they were not happy with the refereeing during this game, but also kind of all the, all the stats point towards them winning, and that is not what happened. Because we won. And I don't so think... there was a fun stat about yellow cards, though, right? Like, yeah, that referee that we had doesn't give them out. And there were a lot last night because <laughs> they were all pushing it. Yeah, we love we love yellow cards on this team. So we had three. So from the official that gives out the fewest yellow cards in the entire league, we had three. They had one. Yeah, uh, Reynoso almost got a red card for like because he just wouldn't leave the guy alone. <laughs> yeah, uh, the whole he's just in his face every like in both teams. It's like anytime, like even if they, they it wasn't even a penalty or a, not a penalty, right? Like it wasn't even a foul. Just a ton of just screaming at this guy. Wasn't there a, the whole game? There was a penalty shout for Bongi as well, right? That obviously didn't go his way, and yeah, I uh, yeah, they're just constantly up in his grill, but. He was very much a let him play official, but we we pushed it. It was a chippy game. It was a very chippy game. It looked like it was getting out of control, which, you know, in, in the same day as the Chelsea Tottenham game and in the same day in which, you know, Michelle Branch slapped that cheating bastard of a husband. Like, it was a chippy day. It's just, it's just chippy all over. Did you guys, I tell you what, though, one of the things that I really would have loved to have seen gone in would have been Luis Samaria's outside of the boot curler that hit the cr- Is that the one that hit the crossbar? Hit the crossbar? Yeah. Man, I tell you what. Big old doink. That I tell you what, like you go back maybe two months, and I don't think he even attempts that shot. I don't think he has enough confidence to attempt that shot. And now he's he is rocking and rolling and getting hot. Cause Man, I really thought that was going in, I can tell you. Yeah, he looked good. I know he didn't get on the score sheet, but I know that first goal, he was definitely drawing defenders in that first Franco Fragapane goal, which was assisted by Reynoso. So he, he looked good. He looked dangerous. He looked confident, I think was what you're getting at. Yeah, he uh, he looked real good. And yeah, yeah, shame he didn't score, but... He was he was doing so many good things, and I think where he has come from from the the first few games of the season, where we you know we kind of thought, ah, oh, did we have we messed up here? Does he doesn't is he gonna score like 22, 21 more goals or something? And now it's like, wow, he he looks really great. So and you know, as much as it sucks, I don't really miss Anu like at all. I mean. What did he do for us, really, other than give us something to talk about? Yeah, like he scored no offense, goals right? last season, right? But and and you would have expected him to continue playing, but we we look fine without him. So yeah, yeah, I think it's- he he uh, 
he had an Instagram post and it was just him saying goodbye to all the cool places he went to in the United States. Like that, it was to you. It was like he was like, "Thank you, USA," and it was him being in like New York and San Francisco, and you know, he was just on vacation. Yeah, didn't do much for us. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, Amoria just looks real solid. So I'm, I'm, yeah, super happy with uh, with how he looks. And then that Hani Mukhtar. Like, Heath, you had one job. Play Honey Mukhtar okay. for 90 minutes. You you had one job over All-Star <laughs> Week, Heath. <laughs> you were supposed to run Honey Mukhtar to the ground. And Walker Zimmerman. But Walker Zimmerman made his own, he, Walker Zimmerman. But he made his he, own mistakes. He, <laughs> which, which, was it the first yeah, goal or the second the goal? First goal. goal. He just, first goal? Like, there's no reason, man. Like, you, oh, he just lobs this ball with no pressure into the middle and then Reynoso's, you know, all over it and and then Franco scores. But yeah, that was bizarre. Especially for nice goal by Mukhtar though. That was a super nice goal. Yeah. Hard to beat that one. Yeah. But then Benitez, what, four games now, just slams one in the back of the net. Whew. Yeah. And Whew. you know, you know, people were criticizing his defensive play prior to that goal. Yeah, I Which, was I was I was getting ready to write some notes about how is it <laughs> should we get DJ Taylor back in there and then he scores a goal, which so which is nice. So Adrian got to play defense to play to be a defender though. <laughs> yeah, so Adrian was saying that like he's having to change his style because he's used to playing as a wing back in a five, so he gets to attack a lot more. And he was saying that all the video they saw of him was him doing a lot of attacking, but now he has a back four. He has to kind of stay with his center backs a little more. And this is kind of what they're they're kind of going through with him, that he needs to to defend a little bit more than what he's used to, because he's used to just being the wing back of a five and just being able to run up the field and do whatever he wants. So yeah. You're not you're not the only person who uh, who sees that. But I mean, right, like we talked about earlier in the season as we were trying to adjust to life without Matt Nair, and we were talking about how stale our offense was. And, you know, we, we suggested, like, what part of it is the absence of Matt Nair, the ground that Matt Nair was able to cover, the contributions he was able to make on offense? Was that, and, and obviously, like, Ray hadn't fully heated up yet, Amaria was still acclimating, Bongi was still very raw, not not that he is fully polished now. I mean, Franco was struggling. Like, there's so many factors. I, I get it. But I, I really do believe that not having that contribution on the right wing um, from your right back, I, I do believe that that was part of our offensive struggles. And to have Benitez contributing in that way, I think right, it, it has been really nice. We, we saw it right away with the with his first appearance against Everton, we've been seeing it since then, what he is able to do on the offensive side of the ball. But yeah, we, we have to get him settled into his role at Minnesota. I, I just, I think it'll take a little bit of time, but hopefully that's happening soon. Obviously this wasn't the plan this season, right? We thought we were going to have Matt Nair. Yeah. It's kind of, it's almost papering over the the cracks of what we thought was going to miss, but actually, it's it's kind of good. We have good, we we have good paper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like it, we're doing we're doing fine. <laughs> Strong paper. It's working. It's working quite well. It, and he'll be he's he's doing fine. I mean, like obviously, like scoring a goal fixes things, right? Like defensive mis- miscues and stuff. He had some weird passes here and there where it's just like, what are you doing? But goals. Goals change games. Goals change perspectives on people. And I look at like Liverpool and and Trent Alexander Arnold has has made a name for being a not to say that Alan Benitez is him, but you know like you get super involved in the offensive end and people will forget that you suck at defense sometimes. Yeah, I think it's really. Uh, speaking of offense, by the way, um, I just saw that uh, Minnesota United posted that. Or MNUFC News posted that uh, Menda Garcia is in Minnesota now. Nice. Uh, as we signed him as a DP and international player, he uh, he is in Minnesota on the treadmill doing some work. So nice. That's uh, that's good news. That's uh, that's very good news. 
His his quote. There we go. And his quote was "Setup is fire," or "Setup nice. Setup with a fire symbol." So, yeah, that's uh, that's super cool. So, looking forward to seeing him soon. Yeah, as Justin and I said last week, I I have a lot of questions about that guy. Um, <laughs> like, it's hard to do a podcast talking about this new DP, and you you know like hardly anything about him. So, really excited to see him in action. See what he can do be pretty sweet and then yeah i think guys the final point is dsc looks himself again yeah (laughs) he uh he looks real good seven saves i think and just yeah some beautiful ones a couple of awkward moments i know there was one where he dropped a ball he was throwing out and oh that was oh yeah nashville was not happy about that one yeah that was i would have i wouldn't have been happy if i was their fans no that was <laughs> that was real awkward but look looks great had beautiful saves just yeah looked real quality and but at least the, that was just punishment? a mistake that at least it would have been a free kick to from that from the spot from that spot because he did he drop it like outside i don't know the where they would have yeah, out of the box. Yeah, he he dropped it out of the box. Uh, then it would be then it would have been a free kick, like or or no, he he was going to kick it and then he dropped it and then picked it back up. Is that you can't do that? Like once you pick it up, you can't put it on the ground again. And then he picked it back up. Well, I mean, I you know. see them bounce it sometimes, but yeah, I think mm. that would have been fine. Yeah, he goes to kick it and then just drops it and then picks it up again. That's there's actually nothing wrong with it. Just that. looks weird. Yeah, it just <laughs> it just looks I mean, weird. I mean, the commentators said there was something wrong with it. They said it should have been a free kick for Nashville. Interesting. Oh yeah, our people, resident goalkeeper. Pe- people are saying that it's uh yeah, it's because you're allowed to bounce, but you're not allowed to double touch and like that is technically not a bounce because he drops it, so it should be an indirect free kick. Either from the probably from the spot of the bounce too. Or the drop, I guess. So, so it would have been a free kick from inside the box. Yeah, that happens. That can happen. In, indirect free kick. So, yeah. What usually then happens is like you just get a whole lot of people on the goal line. That's <laughs> defense, basically. But yeah, so it should... Yeah, you can bounce it and that's fine. But he tried to play that as a bounce when he dropped it. And that's not okay. Interesting. According. Yeah, you, I mean, you watch a lot of soccer, but there are certain things that you just don't ever see, and then they come up, and you're like, "Well, what 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 happens?" And I don't know. Like, I I think there's a big difference between a an official who sort of spaces on a rule, like an, an obscure rule for something that happens like once every ten years, and they don't totally know what to do because they're not prepared for it, and a video assisted referee with every resource at their fingertips. Here we go assisting again. them. <laughs> And watching watching something that should be obvious enough that a second grader would be like, that's not allowed, and, and just choosing to not ignore. I'm over it, guys. I'm over I'm it. Over I moved, it. I don't I've moved on. Me, but I've moved past this. <laughs> Brilliant. It is it is good, James. Though, like we we've we've had a lot of conversations with Sam about how he's like, you know, I just don't live or die with by my sports teams, and it's been really fun seeing him Sam get. Super irritated. <laughs> it's been fun to see about him his live and die by his sports teams. Yeah, I'm just embracing my role as a talking head, right? Like that—that's why people are listening, right? They're listening to to hear what we have to say on these pertinent conversations. No, it's Im- it's important. You gotta you gotta. It's good to be emotional, and that was a really crappy call. And just like just like you're upset about this, I'm sure that Nashville. Nashville's fans, their their podcast, right? Pot on you, Nashville's are are talking about this and being like, we got hosed, we got hosed. Yeah. What kind of referee? Yeah, other than like, what kind of- that didn't lead to a Minnesota United goal. Fair. So it's it's not quite the same. True. Speaking of goals, though, we did mention at the top this is a record breaking sixth away win in a season for us. Yep. Uh, we are six, six, and one. Is yeah. There we go. So it's six, six wins, six losses, and a draw. If I can read MLS tables correctly, that's, that's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick run back through the years. Twenty eleven, we had three wins. Twenty 
uh, sorry, 2021, we had three wins. 2020, we had three wins. 2019, we had five wins. 2018, we had one win. We were 114 and two. And 20. That sucks. Yeah, that's terrible. And 2017, we were three, 12, and two. So a lot of three away wins. 2019, we were real good, but now, yeah, we uh, we have four games remaining and we're already at six wins. So we've still got RSL, Portland, SKC, and San Jose. So realistically, we could win at least three, if not four, because we're always good at Portland. Generally, so so I, have a que- I have a question for you guys. Got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Because we know so much about this team and we are, we are there day to day. Yeah. In the practices, we know what's going on. We are, we're we're part of the tactics. We watch. What do you the think? Film. What do you think is the explanation for our team's success on the road this year? Like, why is it different this year? I mean, there have been several things that are different, and not all of them have been positive. That stat I had been talking about for the past several years about if the loons score first, we're probably winning. Like that stat's not looking as good this year. Um, we've had some losses at home this year that it that aren't typical, right? The 2019 season, we had only one loss at home. Uh, it was against Philadelphia and we remember it because we're just like, that just doesn't happen. Um, where, right. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you all the losses we've had at home this year. We've, we've had, I know it hasn't been a ton, but obviously the Seattle one we went to and NYCFC cause we were there. NYCFC. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we went to two losses. Oh, union Omaha. Yeah. That's three. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't count that though. So that's not MLS. <laughs> I, I think there's just a few anomalies this year that just aren't typical that are, are just breaking the pattern. Maybe the answer is as simple. Why do we have more away wins this year? Maybe it's just because we've needed to get more away <laughs> away wins this year. Maybe there have been more situations where we we go in kind of with the mindset that we're not content with the point because we need to kind of make some we we need to kind of make some positive moves in that table. I don't know. That's that's a theory to throw out. I don't know. What do you guys got? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to say, right? Because like, yeah, this could be, like you said, there could be so many things. But I think one of the things is we are playing with a team week to week that is more similar, I think, than what we've played in recent years due to like injuries or suspensions. It kind of seems like we're generally. Sorry, that was me knocking on wood. Remember, I'm a little stitious. Oof. A little stitious. A little stitious. We're getting us worried here. Over, like we, we can't. Uh, we we want to have nice things, James. Yeah, we. Sometimes we can't have nice things. I know. We're, we're Minnesota sports fans. We. Uh, what was I saying? Where was my train of thought? Yeah, yeah. So we've generally had more of a a team that's not changed that much. So I think the chemistry. I would say the chemistry has really helped us away from home. Um, and I think we we kind of are, are, are getting it done now. I think at the start of the season, we weren't really getting it done. We we would go down and we'd have a draw or we'd lose right at the end. But I think we're, we're kind of understanding a bit more how it works. DSC is playing out of his mind right now, uh, apart from a couple of blemishes. But... Yeah, I think that the attacking, we've looked more attacking than we have in the past couple of seasons. We're scoring so many more goals. Like you guys said, we're back at the NASL days where we scored a lot, but we let in a lot. That's kind of what the theme of the last few games were. But I think the fact that we're, we're scoring a lot of goals and, and we just feel confident and we've got a kind of a lot of connection with the team. In FIFA, it's starting to go green, right? Like the connections are starting to go green. Like I think that's a, a big contributing factor. Personally, so post game, Dane was asked this question, and I can't find the clip right now as we're talking about it. But he said something along the lines of, uh, "They just feel confident in their ability to counter on the road because teams are always home teams are always trying to score goals, right? So they're going to spread it out. They're going to go high intensity because they want to win at home, and that that's something that they've identified that they want to counter attack, right? So." As we saw, right, that that first goal was a great counterattack goal, making making 
uh, making a mistake from Nashville hurt them, right? Being ready to go, always, always challenging. We're always pressing, right? You know, obviously, I mean, that might just be something that was fed to him, but I kind of looked back and was trying to think about that. And it feels like we have, we have scored more goals on the road. Scoring more goals is going to win you games. A lot of times the way we score goals is on the counterattack, right? So just being doing better with that this year than years past, maybe is what the team thinks. Yeah, so with that said, what are you guys thinking for the final nine games? We got, um, do you want me to run them down? No, we, we don't have to go through the whole thing, but, you know, we, we have nine games left. Uh, we play about half of them against playoff teams, half against some basement dwellers. Uh, we, we got all the basement dwellers. We got 11th, we got 12th, we got 13th, we got 14th. Yeah, we Boom. we finished the year. We finished the last three games against uh, some bottom teams. Uh, I I'm excited. I'm still kind of nervous because the table is so, you know, kind of smushed together. I think winning this game against Nashville was huge for them. Yeah. Right, spacing us out. Nashville is a team that's trying to be in the playoffs. Right, like they're a, they're at seventh place now. Is that what we said? Uh, so you know, a lot of congestion. The way you get the way you help that is by stacking wins and and separating yourself, and we have an opportunity to do that, you know, against these teams that are coming up. We got some some good teams coming to town, uh, some some chances to to get points against teams that are in the playoff hunt. So hopefully we can do that. Yeah, I mean we we actually have one, two, and three all at home. So we're playing LAFC and Austin, who are up next, and FC Dallas all at home. So they're going to be some pretty massive games because LAFC honestly just look unstoppable right now. They are they're a game in hand over Austin, and they're six points ahead. Right, so they they are just clearly crushing life. But in fact, they're crushing the whole MLS basically. But yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to be really interesting. I think for us, like you said, we're going to need to win quite a lot of these games. I think winning against all the basement dwellers would be would kind of be, be the base. At, so at least four out of nine. But I think we can. I think we can go better than that. I the top oh, yeah. three. The top three are going to be are going to be difficult. I would say. I mean, someone like FC Dallas is only one point ahead of us, and in fact, they got a game in hand, so we might even be third by the time we play them. But yeah, Austin and LAFC, that's that's the tough stuff. So the FC Dallas game will be my daughter's first game that we take her to. Yeah. Pretty pumped. There you go. Nice. Pretty pumped for that. We can take bets when we get closer on how do you think she'll do, but <laughs> you got are you, are will you, she last the whole game? Are you already teaching her Wonderwall or what's the what's the go? We could probably do that, yeah. She'll come home from daycare knowing songs, so she she's capable of learning lyrics. I guess if you bring snacks, though, like if oh, you bring I'm bringing snacks, so many snacks, <laughs> you you might be able to last the whole game if there's snacks. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to let her just be on my phone the entire time. There you like, go. We don't we don't let her use my phone very often, but if we're traveling, like plus there we're we're gonna be with another kid that's roughly her age, so she should be entertained by that. That and she gets really shy around people she doesn't know and kind of shuts down and is super quiet. So I think she'll do fine. Even if she talks about me when I'm not in the room, as soon as I'm in the room, yep. nada, nothing. <laughs> so I feel that. Yeah. And then I'll, I mean, I still might be taking my son. I mean, my son is young enough that he wouldn't need a ticket. I'm going to try to find someone to just hang out with him while we're at the game, but maybe I'd take my son too. Maybe that'll be his first game as well. Let's hope not, but maybe. Yeah, that should be interesting. But next up, Austin FC, Saturday, August 20th, 7 p.m. Central. They are second place in the West, as I alluded to a little earlier. 48 points. We we lost uh, last time 1-0 on April the 10th. That was a bit sad. Yeah, that one wasn't fun. No, we, we didn't really look good uh, at all. We had a 0.4 XG, so let's... <laughs> Let's see if we can if we can do a little bit better than that. Uh, we're both sitting at two wins and two losses, so someone's going to take the lead of this rivalry unless it's a draw. Notable players: Sebastian Driussi, their number seven, leads the MLS with seventeen goals in twenty-five games. 
So okay. he's he's like the odds on favorite for MVP if I'm not mistaken at this point. I think so, so yeah. Really good player. Uh there's obviously old old friend Ethan Finley tied for third with five goals on their team. So awesome that he's been smashing it. I hope he does not smash it against us. And Imel oh jeez. Emiliano. Emiliano, yeah. Rigoni. Uh their recent DP signing from Brazilian Serie A club Sao Paulo. $3.85 million on the transfer market. So, yeah, pretty decent. So, there's there's some guys we've got to watch out for. So, it's going to be tough. But if we can just have more than a 0.4 XG, that would be real good. That's the dream. That's the extreme. Well, guys, <laughs> anything else we want to say before we log off and... I chop this up and Justin gets back to coding and James digs through the Michelle Branch catalog. <laughs> she can help me sleep. Uh, man, I'm 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 excited for the the tail end of the season. Uh it's it's gonna be exciting. I think that, you know, we've we've come a long way since, you know, we've I've already talked about this more than once, I guess, right? The that crappy part of the season that we were all Heath outing. Even some of us on this podcast were contemplating whether or not Heath should be our guy. Oh, Doomsday but, definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, like, we're in the thick of the playoff hunt. We just had a big win on the road. Huge win on the road, especially one that we probably shouldn't have won. Uh, but that's what good teams do. They, they find a way to win. So uh, it's, a good, it's a good time to be playing well. It's a good time to be scoring goals. Let's hope we can keep it up for nine more, nine plus more games, right? Let's do it. Let's go all the way. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Until next time. Peace out. Pot on your loons. Goodbye, everybody. Peace out. Pot on your loons. Pot on your loons. Pot on your loons. Pot on your loons. Peace. Pot on your loons. All right. Goodbye to you. (laughs) In the game of love. In the game. I don't know. Just please, can you tell me so I can finally see where you go where you, when you're gone? Brilliant. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>